When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Oh, yes. It is reckless draft speculation. It's smokescreen season, Dex. It's, it's what does Judd call it? Funny season? Something silly, like silly season? Silly, is it, is it silly season. season? That's what he calls it. Yep. By the way, Thor, our guy Thor, and we'll explain near one. Where's Judd? We'll explain it in a second. But so Thor just texted us, and he'll be on tomorrow for reckless draft speculation. He go he he hashtag chaos with a screenshot of draft night one will be insane from Bleacher Report, and then uh, then he sends us seven screenshots of my timeline is full of smoke, and it's all Vikings quarterback. Draft smoke and steam. Oh, first round, like the Vikings are everywhere in the first round, according to the latest mock drafts. Some insiders, there's an NFL rumors account on Twitter that's going as far as we'll get into all of it on this episode here of Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. The show is presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the National Football League. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. Uh, much like how Fox News parted ways with Tucker Carlson, we have parted ways with Judd. I'm just kidding. We did not. Uh, this is the first off-day, non-emergency appendectomy-related that Judd has taken off in like four years. Yeah. It is the Zolgad's 30th wedding anniversary. Congratulations to Judd and Don. They're taking an extended weekend, and Judd will be back full of takes on both Purple Daily and on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd tomorrow, leading up to Thursday's night one of the NFL draft, and we'll uh, we'll talk more about our we're, – we're super pumped for the draft party at Park Tavern. We'll talk more about that later in the episode. But Thursday night, if you haven't already, clear your calendars. 6 o'clock start time, 7 o'clock. Um, we're going to go live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. And we might as well just talk about this now, I guess. So 6 o'clock, the doors open for the 11th frame, which is the, the back bar that we're going to be in. But Park Tavern opens at 11 a.m. on Thursday. So you can arrive early, yeah. and you can hang out in their main area. You can go bowling, whatever you want to do. They have multiple bowling lanes. Um, but but the doors to the actual draft party aren't going to open until 6 o'clock, and then we go live at 7. And also, there's going to be a spillover space outdoors 
but also it's in a tent with heaters and TVs and stuff. So it's an indoor event, but there is going to be spillover in a tent that's outside, but it's not going to be like last year where if it does rain, there was no cover, there will be cover and everything else. So, um, and draft party attendees will be able to test drive a 2023 EV all night long too. Very nice. So super pumped decks. Yeah, 64 degrees, too, I think, uh, is the temperature. So in that spillover area, you'll be all good. Uh, I, I know Judd was texting me, um, you know, what he was up to over the weekend with Don and whatnot. I think the uh, 48 beers that he'll like to take with, uh, with, with Before I Die, I don't know if he'll be able to get away with that at, at Park Tavern, but it'll be Before I Die. I'll be back. New can, too, which looks really awesome. So we're excited. Yes. We're jacked. This is going to be awesome. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll go full Stone Cold Steve Austin if they indeed trade up for this quarterback here. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, if they, well, let's get into this because right. let's just. So you floated this idea to me last night and said, "All right, what if we?" There's so much happening this weekend. What if we just took three of the craziest mock draft scenarios that we've seen from credible platforms this weekend? And it just kind of go through them. If the draft played out this way for the Vikings, how would you feel? All of these are quarterback related, but they're all three very different. And so we'll start with scenario number one, which I'm going to label let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. This is from Jamie Eisner. He's the COO of the Draft Network, okay? Okay. This is one of the the most prominent mock drafting websites on the internet. And uh, Jamie Eisner, according to what he writes here, is at least somewhat plugged in. So he has the Vikings. I'll just get right to it. Trading up to the number two overall pick with the Houston Texans. He's got Bryce Young going number one to the Panthers. And then he's got the Vikings trading up to number two overall. Where they draft. I want a mock. Mock! Will Levis, quarterback. Oh, wow. Kentucky. And here's the write-up. Surprise! You may have seen betting odds change for the number two overall pick on Saturday, with Levis becoming the odds-on favorite. But I don't think that's because the Texans are taking him. I've heard loud rumblings that the Vikings are very active in trying to trade up for a quarterback, and I think they will pull off a blockbuster here. Levis will succeed Kirk Cousins after the Vikings chose not to extend Kirk beyond this season. There's a major disconnect between how fans and those inside the NFL view Will Levis. Don't get me wrong. There are several people in the NFL who are uninterested in drafting Levis this high, but there are plenty who believe he is absolutely worth the cost with the upside to be the best passer in this class when it's all said and done. What do you make of this, Dex? So Will Levis, uh, I was talking with Tyler Fornis last Thursday. And by the way, Tyler Thor and I will have a, a special new episode. Brand new show, actually. Am I, am I allowed yeah. to make this announcement? Absolutely. Am I allowed yeah. to make this announcement? It's coming out today. Yeah, we have a new, it, it'll be a, a new weekly draft-related show starting today called Purple Daily on Draft with Thor Nystrom, Tyler Fornis from Vikings Wire, and old Dex tweets, gluing it all together. Yeah, so, so look I, for that on the Purple Daily feeds today. I'm I'm basically the center here. I'm just under center with uh, with those two quarterbacks here, dropping draft takes. I'm really excited to talk to them about it. Um, and Will Levis, I believe Tyler uh, framed it up as Kirk Cousins with a with a monster arm. Like that's his comp. He's Kirk Cousins with a monster arm. So Kirk with a with a more better arm. And I know those 
hilarious draft videos come out, which we saw over the weekend of Will Levis, like on a knee or on a bucket or whatever it was, like just throwing a 60-yard dart yeah. hitting a goal post. That doesn't do anything for me, by the Zero. way. Zero. Okay. Jamarcus Russell, Tavares Jackson, you know, there's all sorts of big-arm quarterbacks. Jeff George, excuse me, Jeff George, oh, yeah. like could throw a ball 90 yards. Ridiculous. And I, I think um, it, I think it was J.T. O'Sullivan, too, former Vikings quarterback, by the way, and random Viking of the week, uh, who was tweeting over the weekend about him that he just he doesn't buy it yet. He doesn't buy the Will Levis stock of all the quarterbacks. He's kind of out on that guy. I like Will Levis. I don't know if I can be convinced. And to be honest, I, I whether it's Richardson or Stroud, and I know we're going to get through a whole multitude of quarterbacks going up that high to find the dude. At number two, which is, in my opinion, just I don't think any of these guys, just from my a- analyzation, is not a surefire thing at number two. So I'm I'm out on that idea. Basically, is what I'm saying. I'm out going all the way up to number two to get one of those two dudes. Dude, I mean, you'd have to. So you're to go from twenty three to two. To me, I think based on the draft value chart, the minimum cost would be you'd clearly have to give up your twenty third pick, which obviously you're moving up twenty one spots. You'd also have to give up next year's first round pick the 2025 first-round pick, and maybe even something else, maybe mm-hmm. even like your third-round pick this year. Because not only are you moving up and, and working off the draft value chart, you're presumably climbing other teams that are making offers. So it's it's probably a bidding war for that number two pick. You have to be so sure about Will Levis, because you what you'd be saying in this scenario is, we believe Will Levis has such a better chance to pan out as a franchise quarterback than, say, Hendon Hooker, who you could just kind of stand pat at 23 in draft, right? Or Tanner McKee or whatever quarterback could fall in your lap later in the draft. That he has such a better chance of panning out. It's worth giving up multiple future first-round picks. And that makes me a little skittish. And the fact that the guy eats bananas whole, including the peel. That's (laughs) That's a little little sociopathic. But, um, yeah, when J.T. O'Sullivan, because, you know, he basically just, he has a YouTube channel called The QB School. And... He just breaks down quarterback film from college players, NFL players, and he's really good at what he does. And somebody asked him on Twitter during his sort of rant about Will Levis, well, what round would you feel comfortable drafting him in? He said, comfortable, third or fourth round. Wow. Obviously, he's not going to be there in the third or fourth round, but it's <laughs> so polarizing. But if if you were to tell me, hey, Quasey and Kevin O'Connell love Will Levis, and here are five reasons why, I would probably just say, all right, let's go. I because we're not in that room. We can't. True. You know they they brought Will Levis in a room. They made him hold a football for twenty minutes and they talked to him and they've been doing all this recount. Like we can watch film, we can read mock drafts, we can read scouting reports. But when it comes to drafting quarterbacks, the stuff you see on tape and the stuff you see on these film reviews is only maybe fifty percent of it, sixty percent of it. There's a huge leadership drive information processing aspect to being a quarterback that, and it's the reason why teams whiff so often on quarterbacks. Like it's just really hard to flush out in the pre-draft process. So, Oh, so I think there's, there's two ways to look at it, right? So if they, if they feel like they have found their guy in this year's draft, which could be Levis Richardson, whoever it is, and they've done the homework, they're smarter than you and I, like they know what they're doing. Okay. I guess I can get behind that. And then if they don't want to do that, though, let's say so next year they're going into the draft 9-8, um, and eight, classic Viking season, right? They're picking 16th, 17th in the first round. Um, do you feel like they're going to be 
more likely to reach for someone because they do need like now it's a position of need, right? Like it, there, there's well, no one more, on the roster. It would be more of a need next year than now. Correct. You do have you do have Kirk under contract. So do you, would you rather, I guess, them mortgage the draft capital because they've done their homework this year? It's going to be a succession plan. There's going to be a, a wait and uh, a sit and wait and see moment with that quarterback. Or are you a little bit more gun shy because now you're going to the draft next year with such a need at the most important position that you don't want to have Christian Ponderitis? Or now you're reaching yeah. for a quarterback because you absolutely need one because there's no one on the roster. I would rather be aggressive and and dictate how you acquire the quarterback that you feel comfortable with than have the draft dictate it to you. Yep. Because we've done these episodes the last couple weeks, and it, this is obviously there's a lot of the the stat that I'm going to give you obviously has a lot of like context missing, but the first quarterback taken the last 20 years has about a 70 percent chance to hit. The second quarterback taken has about a 35 to 40 percent chance to hit. Third quarterback taken down to twenty five percent. Fourth quarterback, the only in the last twenty years or since two thousand, so the last like twenty two years, the only fourth quarterback taken who has panned out at a at an above average level for multiple years is Derek Carr, for instance. So, like, if my options are stand pat at twenty three, cross my fingers, and just hope that I can get the fourth or fifth quarterback off the board. Or be aggressive and go hunting for the guy that I like as the second quarterback off the board. I think hunting for the guy that you like pans out a higher percentage. It doesn't mean it's a hundred percent, but I'd rather be aggressive. And the scenario you painted, you're right. Like they're going to be competitive this year. They're going to be in the exact same spot, roughly. They're going to be drafting 18th or something next year. If you want one of those quarterbacks, especially one of the top two quarterbacks in next year's draft, you're going to have to give up future first at some point. Unless they get super lucky later in the draft, they're going to have to give up future first-round picks to get their quarterback of the future. That's just that's just how it is with the way that they're going about. Like they're not going to be a three-win team, and which I, is great. Like yeah. you don't have to suffer through that. And what Judd's been saying too about you know Rick Spielman, I just got he got gun shy. Like he he tried ponder, that was a huge reach, it didn't work. Uh, the Teddy pick, which actually I appreciated, and I think that was a, more of a savvy Rick move, um, then blows up in their face because. Teddy's knee unfortunately explodes in a practice. I I trust Quasey. I trust Quasey and Kevin O'Connell that they have a process here. It's different than Rick Spielman, um, obviously, but if they have found their guy, I can be talked into it. I just I think I look at what what it probably shocks me, Phil, is it's the sticker shock, right? And I think a lot of Vikings fans are probably in the same bin. It's sticker shock. Well, it's it, it's it's going to cost you a lot. You can't just mm-hmm. get it on sale, right? You can't just get it on clearance at seventy percent off. So it's the sticker shock price of three first-round picks, which potentially could be in play to go up to get the quarterback. Yeah. But it's like, you know, the, the Chiefs had to pay it. The Niners paid it with Lance, and it failed. And they're still one of the best teams in the NFL. So even if it fails, it's not a total death knell. All right, let's get to scenario number two here. All right. And these are some of the the mock drafts that came out from credible platforms, by the way. This one is from Chad Reuter, NFL.com. He is one of the more prominent mockers in the mockosphere. So Chad Reuter has the first, it's is a seven round mock, by the way, he's got the first round looking like this. So Bryce Young to the Panthers, Will Levis to the Texans, Man. Will Anderson Jr. to the Cardinals, CJ Stroud to the Colts, Tyree Wilson, Seahawks, Devin Witherspoon, first corner off the board of the Lions. And then there's a cornerback run with Christian Gonzalez, Falcons taking Bijan Robinson eight. Hmm. 
That's about the second highest we've seen him. Jalen Carter falling all the way to the Bears at nine. Wow. And then, oh my God, the Vikings are on the clock at 10. Oh my God. They slide in here in a projected trade with the Philadelphia Eagles, where the Minnesota Vikings select out of the University of Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson. And here's the write-up. Quasi Adolfo Mensa has not been shy about trading draft picks since taking the job last year. Richardson's potential as a dual-threat playmaker validates the hefty price Minnesota pays to jump up the board. The 23rd pick, a 2023 third-rounder, so so it's the 23rd, the 87, and a 2024 first-rounder. The Vikings also probably trade down in the fourth round to regain a selection later on. So, okay, so you got the first scenario, which I don't think they put the price on the trade, but it would to go from 23 to 2 would cost you for sure another first-round pick. Yeah. Do you like that? I kind of like this. Like, obviously, the the draft would have to play out this way. You'd have to get lucky if you like Anthony Richardson and he falls to the 10th pick. I would rather do this and give up one uh, one fewer first-round pick because Anthony Richardson, again, there's not a 100% chance that he you know, becomes a fully realized version of his best uh, comp. But if all of the quarterbacks pan out to their, like, 95th percentile, Anthony Richardson, I think, is the guy that you're going to want to have. He's modern-day Dante Culpepper yeah. with all the measurables, the relative athletic score, everything. So, if and, But you won't be able to you, – you can plan for the first one we just did. If you wanted to trade up to the number two pick right now, you could do that, and you would know that you're going to get the second quarterback. You can't really plan – you can't just, like, trade for the 10th pick right now. You're, you're going to wait for the draft to play out this way. So you have to get lucky for this to happen. But this is another really fascinating one, Dex. Yeah, Richardson's athletic score, the Raz, as uh, I've, I've seen his Raz scores are absolutely through the roof. Um, this, it's, a, it's a 10. It's, yeah. like, it's literally a 10 out of 10. He's an athletic freak. Um, and, yeah, kind of reminds me of Dante. And I, I loved Dante Culpepper a lot. That was the first quarterback that I gravitated towards when I started watching the Vikings. Um, this trade scenario where you're only given it's, – it's a lot like um, the Bears getting fields, right? I mean, it's a similar price. They only gave up, I believe, one future first-round pick, I believe, to go up and get Justin Fields a few years ago. Um, so this is a similar situation where I, I can probably be talked into this one a lot more than going all the way up to number two, especially since Richardson has, I think, a much more higher ceiling than Levis or Stroud or any of these other guys, and he's kind of like this fun magic project that you get to figure out. I can be talked into this one, I think, a lot more than the first scenario. No, I think, and you could probably argue this with Levis too, but with Richardson in particular, I don't think he can start day one. There's just the accuracy issues. There's there's some things to iron out there. So the best case scenario for him would be to not start week one unless he has a crazy good offseason. So in this scenario, I think you'd like to keep Kirk Cousins for one more year, so Anthony Richardson in a perfect world could just sort of sit behind a professional and you get, and then you get four more years of team control. But the problem with that is Kirk plays out the final year of his contract and then he walks. You might get a – well, actually, I don't think you can get a comp pick because of the void year. So he walks for like nothing. You've given up a future first-round pick and uh, your 23rd and your 87 to move up. Like you're without draft capital. Wouldn't you rather recoup some draft capital by trading Kirk? You draft Anthony Richardson, then you turn around 
the next day or later on, maybe you trade for 2024 draft picks after June 1st and go get another second-round pick or a third-round pick for the 2024 drafts, you can get something for Kirk. So that's another thing they'd have to weigh is, what's the value? Is it Anthony Richardson sitting behind Cousins? Or would it be trading Cousins for a second and a third-round draft pick so you can keep building your nucleus? Uh, But these would all be welcome, great problems to have if you felt like you found your franchise quarterback of the future. And if if Kirk Cousins is upset about that, um, and to the point where he says, I don't want to play here anymore, well then, okay, I guess go trade him. Um, but does that hurt like the Vikings' chance of getting something back and return that significant because he wants out? Because he wants out so bad. I don't think he'll play that much of hardball. I'd be kind of shocked if that happened. But yeah, he's probably that, not going to like it. He's probably not going to like it. I agree. I don't think he would make a huge stink. I think, because again, it, it like the 49ers, the, the 49ers' desperation is the leverage. Yes, they might be able to say, well, I mean, he doesn't want to be there anymore. And you'd say, well, I mean, he's under contract. Like, what, you know, we just gave him a $20 million bonus or a $10 million. But he's going to make $30 million. So I don't think Kirk's going to – I don't see Kirk as a guy that's going to, like, hold out because he doesn't want to play for the Vikings. So I still think the 49ers' desperation to find a reliable, healthy uh you know, pilot to sit in that plane is going to speak volumes. But so that's scenario number two. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Before we get to scenario number three, I think it's worth noting here that you have two different trades, two different prominent mock draft platforms, Vikings trading up for Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. And nowhere to be found in these mocks is C.J. Stroud to the Vikings. And that brings us to something else that happened over the weekend. I'm going to read you this write-up from, this is a New York Post write-up from something that caught fire over the weekend. So C.J. Stroud's cognitive test was a train wreck, and this actually makes me a little nervous. Some league executives are calling C.J. Stroud a potential bust after Bob McGinn from Go Long released S2 test scores. This is the new wonderlick, basically. A cognitive test for quarterbacks going into the draft for this year's class. Quote, Stroud scored 18, 18th percentile on this test. This is like a red alert, red alert. You can't take a guy like that, one NFL executive told Bob McGinn. That's why I have Stroud, the the anonymous executive says, that's why I have Stroud as a bust. That in conjunction with the fact that Ohio State has never had a quarterback do it in the league at a high level. True. Um, And then it continues, Bryce Young, the likely number one overall pick, posted a 98 S2 score. So here's the list of S2 scores out of 100. Bryce Young, 98. Jake Hayner, 96. Will Levis, 93. Jaron Hall, 93. Clayton Toon, 84. Anthony Richardson, 79. Hendon Hooker, 46. C.J. Stroud, 18. He bombed the football ACT, basically. Quote, 
if you get a high score as a quarterback, it's not saying you're going to be a great player, And one executive said. But if you get a low score, it's 100%. None of the quarterbacks that got a low score became good players. Mm. The benchmark is 80. 80 and above is good. Stroud was 18. Oh. It's incredibly terrible. He's going to be off some draft boards now. He will not be picked by some teams. So for reference, by the way, another executive said that Brock Purdy, who was the 262nd and final player selected last year, had the highest S2 score among rookies hmm. in 2022. And he immediately jumps into an NFL team, right. a contending team, and he runs that ship, right? The S2 website showcases the results of uh, Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow, who was the number one pick in 2020. His total score was 97. Hmm. He had a 94 in visual learning, 97 in instinctive learning, 97 in impulse control, and 93 in improvisation. So maybe I'm overreacting here, Dex, but 18 scares the crap out of me. If it, if it means trading, now if he falls to 23 or something, all right, my God, you probably have to make the pick. Yep. But I don't know if I want to trade you know, two or maybe three future first-round picks for a guy that bombed the cognitive test to this extent. And I think there's a difference, by the way, speaking firsthand experience of people who are being bad test takers. Okay, I'm a horrible test taker. A lot of people are bad test takers, but they have street smarts or they have things that just quantify to make making your life a lot better. But this one, yeah, this scares me a lot. Uh, you, the NFL uh, playbook is so overwhelming and so confusing that if you're in a college system that basically allows you to be you and, and it just you, you plug and play almost anyone, that's different than the NFL, right? You can be a really good college quarterback and not make that jump to the NFL. I mean, Kellen Moore, who I love as a, as a potential head coach coordinator, one of the most intelligent dudes in the world, right? Like, he was running his own playbook. He's obviously very smart. He's now in his second offensive coordinator spot and was mm-hmm. an incredible college quarterback. Couldn't make that leap, right? But his smarts probably kept him in the league for a little bit because he was able to learn a playbook. And you can go down the list of so many other backups that have been able to have a great career because of their intelligence, not necessarily because of their athletic ability. I can't, I can't talk myself into drafting a guy with this type of stuff. And the, the Ohio State thing, yeah, like, I, who is it? Is there any Ohio? I know Joe Burrow was at Ohio State, but it was LSU where he obviously balled out and became the number one overall pick. There is something to be said about certain schools that you just stay away from drafting at a certain position, and I, I, there isn't any history that says Ohio State quarterbacks have have turned out. It is, yeah, it is kind of a weird. It's hard to like draw a line between all the quarterbacks and say that well because Dwayne Haskins or because this right. guy you know from twenty years ago. But yeah, when you start to add up the evidence, this is dude, this is high stakes from a football perspective. You're trying to put together as much information as possible. It's a total inexact science, but. If I've got a couple guys pretty close on my board, right, watching the film and talking to them in person, and, man, we have Will Levis and C.J. Stroud both kind of in that same mix, and one of them scores a 93 on the cognitive test and the other guy scores an 18, I'm not saying it's the only thing you should base your decision off of, but it's a data point, and it's really interesting. If Will Levis scored a 93 and C.J. Stroud scored a 75, I'd be like, ah, eh, whatever. Right. Like Anthony Richardson scored a 79. Bryce Young scored a 98. All right, well, whatever. Like, cool. Anthony Richardson runs a, a whatever, a 4 or 5 40 and is going to train wreck linebackers for his career. I can, I can live with it. 
18 is just it it legitimately makes me not want the Vikings to have I don't want them to have anything to do with CJ Stroud and maybe I'm overreacting we can talk to Thor about it tomorrow um but it's it's a data point that's really fascinating okay we're going to get to the third scenario here in just a moment, Dex. But let's tell the audience about our friends at Aquaside as the summer months are approaching. That's right. We're getting closer and closer. That uh, that that lake is finally thawing a little bit. And as we get closer, putting that dock in, hopefully a Memorial Weekend in about a month from now, and you step in that lake for the first time in a little bit, and you're starting to put the dock in, and you realize, oh, what is that I'm stepping on? It's that nasty lake weed and algae. It's already going to be a little bit chilly in there, right, on Memorial Weekend, and you don't want to have to deal with stepping in that type of stuff. So go to Aquaside.com. It's Aquaside pellets. These are safe products, too. They're registered with the DNR you and EPA as well. You can go to Aquaside.com. It's a do-it-yourself product. They also will walk you through how to use it. It's so easy, I could probably even use it. Go to Aquaside.com to take care of that nasty lake weed and algae. Also, for all you Ragnars out there, Dennis Kirk is here. Whatever you ride, Harleys, Indians, metric cruisers, sport bikes, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more and wait less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. And a thank you to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They have stood by us as we've uh, been building this business here at Score North and on Purple Daily for the last three or four years. And they've been standing behind business owners for over 100 years, uh, especially lately, too. They've been working with a lot of younger business owners that may, maybe you're transitioning ownership from your parents, or whatever it is, you're a new next-generation business owner, and Federated uh, puts an emphasis on helping your type. So go to federatedinsurance.com to find out more information and to find out uh, who your marketing representative can be from federated federated insurance.com where it's our business to protect yours all right scenario number three here i want to mock and this would be the stand pat quarterback scenario this would be sort of the let the draft come to you and this is from matt miller espn.com he did a is this a seven rounder this is a seven rounder oh boy and we got the Seven-rounder heavyweights going at it. Matt Miller, Chad Reuter, our source is telling us that Randy in Cottage Grove has his Vikings seven-rounder tomorrow on our other daily show, Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. We'll see how that goes. But uh, Matt Miller has the draft playing out this way. Bryce Young to the Panthers, Will Anderson Jr. and Tyree Wilson to the Texans and Cardinals, C.J. Stroud to the Colts. Jalen Carter, Devin Witherspoon, Anthony Richardson to the Raiders, and then Will Levis to the Titans at 11. Let's scroll down to the Vikings here with the 23rd pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. According to ESPN's Matt Miller, the Minnesota Vikings select out of the University of Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. I want a mock! Mock! And the write-up reads like this. One of the most popular texts I've gotten from evaluators throughout the past 10 days has been some form of watch the Vikings for Hendon Hooker. That could be NFL scouts connecting dots, but the round one talk for Hooker has been red hot since the combine. Mm. And the Vikings do make sense for the dynamic passer. With Cousins set to hit free agency, finding his replacement should be a priority. Hooker will need to adjust to the spacing of the NFL after playing in the tempo spread at Tennessee. But he's accurate, he's mobile, he throws a beauty of a deep ball. As for Hooker's ceiling, 
One NFL quarterbacks coach I spoke with said he believes Hooker can be a top 15 starter. Look at Goff, Geno Smith, Cousins. He has better all-around tools than those guys. The right system will help, but from a talent perspective, he can be a top half of the league guy. So that would be another scenario. You stand pat, and you take Hendon Hooker as the fifth quarterback off the board with the 23rd pick. Your thoughts? So the Vikings have clearly done the most homework, it seems like, on Hooker. I know that's what Matt Miller is saying, too, but it seems like so many people keep connecting Hendon Hooker and the Vikings, and... I guess, is that for real? Is that the Vikings putting that out there? Like, how is that information getting out there? Why is it getting out there? And third, is it just a smokescreen? Is it just a smokescreen to suggest that we're actually, we're, hey, we're, we're, we're focusing on this guy, but really we're looking at Will Levis or we're looking at C.J. Stroud behind the scenes. We want it out there that we're actually looking at Hendon Hooker, and if he's there at 23, we're going to take him, which certainly could still be in play. I'm just trying to figure out if that's for real or if it's just one big smoke screen for the Vikings. And I know he's older. He's coming off an ACL tear. Uh, but if to me, if we're just looking at comps, like if the comp and highest ceiling, I guess, is is a top 15 guy, which is, yeah, Jared Goff or so, I don't know. Like I, I, I would rather them take a higher ceiling guy like Anthony Richardson who could, be, could break yeah. the mold, right? That's what I'd be looking for, not looking for the safest bet. That's the thing. It's like, if you ranked all the quarterbacks based on the floor, right, could they just be a reliable starter in a system? Hendon Hooker probably ranks higher than Anthony Richardson. I think Anthony Richardson has, actually has a huge bust percentage. But if you're ranking the quarterbacks off of who can be a perennial, all-pro, future Hall of Fame star, like a Patrick Mahomes, Anthony Richardson is probably at the top of the list. But maybe that version of him only comes to fruition like 20% of the time. So it's a risk. You know, another thing here, I, I know people have said, well, why would you draft, if you believe what this unnamed executive or quarterbacks coach says, why would you just draft another Kirk Cousins? You already have Kirk Cousins. Well, there is some value in just having like a $3 million version of Kirk Cousins instead of a, you know, a 25, 30, 30 you know, this year's cap, it's only 20, but you're also paying him to not be on your team or you're paying $28 million to the books. Just a cheaper version of a good, solid quarterback, you can go a long way. I mean, hell, the Giants, because they weren't paying Danny Dimes anything, right? The Giants wind up you know, making the playoffs, winning a playoff game with a crappy quarterback because they could fill out the rest of their roster with some good players. So uh, I just, God, I think if you're going to draft Hendon Hooker, I need more value here. I, I'm okay with drafting Hendon Hooker if that's the guy that Kevin O'Connell says, yep, I want to work with him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that can be your only pick in the first 86 picks. I almost feel like there has to be a trade back from 23 to 29 or something. You pick up an extra third-round pick, and now you're drafting Hooker, but you get but you get the extra pick, and you might be able to find a you know a defensive starter or something in the in the middle rounds. So I just I don't love that being the only pick you make in the first 86 picks. I'd rather you either be aggressive and trade up for a quarterback you like better. Or trade back and get the extra pick. Yeah, if you can even trade back um, and figure out if you can get a, a, a earlier day two pick where you can still get something to help you win now too, on top of getting Hen and Hooker. I think that's kind of the scenario you're painting too, where hey, they move back to 27, they still draft Hooker at 27, but they get you know um, the 48th pick or the 45th pick on on day two, and you can get something that maybe helps you now from that round two selection. Then I think that makes a little bit more sense. 
Um, can you kind of fleece a team and look at the teams below you and, and look at, all right, I don't think any of these teams are going to take a quarterback. So could we move back a couple spots, find something that helps us uh, in the in the, in the the long run, the quarterback and Hendon Hooker, but then also get us something that helps us in round two of the draft that makes the 2023 Vikings better on paper. I think that's more the path I want to take if they're going to draft Hendon Hooker. So, okay, so let's summarize all this here. So, th- again, these are the three scenarios that are being painted by prominent mock drafters, plugged-in mock drafters. First of all, it's kind of amazing how 100% of the attention is now Vikings drafting a quarterback. It went from being kind of a crazy, no, there's no way a few months ago, to now being the absolute most popular thing that's being mocked. But path number one is you control your own destiny, you make the aggressive move up to number two, and you know you're going to draft a quarterback. Path number, that's path number one. Path number two is you cross your fingers and hope that someone you like falls into like the six through 10 range, and then you move up on draft day. But it's a gamble because it's possible that the first four picks are quarterbacks, and now, you know, your plan to trade up to the bottom half of the top 10 is gone. So it's kind of a cross your fingers approach. And then path number three is. Just stand pat. Maybe you trade back, but you just you you feel comfortable taking Hendon Hooker or maybe Tanner McKee later on. You're just you're not aggressively pushing for one of the top. But maybe maybe they have Hendon Hooker as their second best quarterback, and we don't know. That's the other thing we don't know. But which of those three paths is most appealing to you after hearing all of them? I think I think scenario two. I, I think scenario two of one of these quarterbacks uh, slipping to yeah that seven through twelve range, if you will, and you can you have to give up probably next year's first for sure, but it's not going to cost you a second first round pick. I think that's the path that I'd be most interested in with these picks, especially if it's Anthony Richardson. I think that's kind of the guy I'm now falling a little bit more in love with, or the guy that I I believe the most in trading up to go get, uh, just given his ceiling and given the fact he's a project and the fact Kirk Cousins is going to be the starting quarterback, and if he says boo about it, that's a different scenario, but the Vikings are going to be better with Kirk Cousins on the field than a raw Anthony Richardson. Uh, so I would say scenario two, it, it it still allows you to go get your franchise quarterback. It doesn't cripple you completely in future drafts, so why not? Go out and do it. If you're going to do any of those scenarios that all these mock draft uh, experts are suggesting, I would say the second one. I agree with you. I would rank them unless the Vikings feel so strongly about someone at number two that it's worth giving up multiple future first-round picks. So I would rank the second scenario at the top as well, but I would rank the first scenario above waiting. If if it was Hendon Hooker as your only pick in the top 86 picks, I would say, well, then you might as well just, unless unless you're the only team that has him ranked like number one or number two on the big board, and he luckily falls to you to 23, awesome, congratulations, but... I just like the idea of being aggressive for your franchise quarterback. Yeah. Don't don't wait for the league and the draft to dictate to you. Go get the guy that you want. So, woo! Wow, dude. Inject it. It is uh, it is silly season, indeed. Uh, it's also golfing season here pretty soon. Like the weather today is pretty nice oh out gosh. too. The Meadows at Mystic is an official partner here. At Scornor. That's right. Meadows at Mystic Lake. We know we got some 60s hanging out. Okay. We got some 50s this weekend. We're getting closer and closer uh, to golf season opening here, which will be great. Golf the, uh, the Meadows at Mystic Lake is one of the, mo- one of the nicest and most scenic award winning public courses there is. You can uh, go to golfthemeadows.com. And you know what? I'm on golfthemeadows.com. The wait is over. Okay. The wait oh. is over. You can book a tee time. 
It is official, folks. You can book a tea time. Get your clubs. Get the sticks. Get the sticks. <laughs> and go to golfthemeadows.com to secure that tea time. Now go to golfthemeadows.com and get some swings in. Awesome, man. All right. Judd's back tomorrow. Our guy Thor Nystrom tomorrow for some reckless draft speculation. And today, as you mentioned earlier, the launch of a new Score North spinoff show. Um, and the, you'll find it in the Purple Daily podcast feed, Purple Daily YouTube channel, Purple Daily on Draft with Dex leading our two amazing and nerdy draft experts, <laughs> Thor Nystrom and Tyler Fornis. So they'll be here to preview this week, but then also they'll take sort of a young player and draft spin on the Vikings going forward as well. So we're pumped for that. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you helping make this one of the most popular football podcasts in America. You crazy Vikings fans. We'll see you Thursday at Park Tavern. Mark your calendars, six o'clock Thursday at Park Tavern in St. Louis Park. And we'll be back at you tomorrow with some reckless draft speculation.